Tyson's a little bit sad today because the uh, Tennessee Titans, his beloved team, have been defeated this afternoon at the hands of I have no idea who because I didn't watch. Okay, it was the Buffalo Bills, and man, oh. that game was painful. Aren't the Buffalo Bills noted bad? Yeah, but like this year they've been pretty good. But uh, in that game, their offense was not rolling. Neither team was. But, you know, the Titans really just couldn't pull it out. It was like one of the more frustrating games that I've seen in my life. You know, penalty flag, penalty flag. They had a couple touchdowns that were negated by penalties. Overall, it was a pretty depressing three hours. Uh, and, yeah, that's what I'm coming off of right now. If you want to start a football podcast, you're going to have to find someone else, sorry. Yeah, well, yes. I, mean, I, could I, probably, you... I could probably yell for 30 minutes on my own uh, <laughs> about, about the Titans every week. So, yeah. <laughs> I say I'm a Vikings fan, but I sometimes watch and know very little. And uh, I think they won this afternoon. Did they? Do you have they, any idea who they were playing? They beat the Giants, I'm pretty sure. Okay. That's a, that's a solid win. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Right, so, uh, there is something... Uh, that we really need to uh, to fix about our podcast. We really need intro music. That's true. Very uh, desperate. you have any ideas for what we could I do? I do have an that? idea. Uh, okay. Last year, last year we did a, a project in school. We had a little 12-bar song about some players and general managers, such as Thomas Tatar and Colin Miller. Yeah, I remember that. Something okay. like, Thomas Tatar scoring lots of goals. Nah, 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 nah. And maybe if we could dig that up again. Yeah, Stay you know what? I think I'll uh, I'll go try to dig that up right now. You don't do okay. you don't do now. Okay. Well, we'll see what I can get off of that. Anyway, today yeah. is today is the sixth of October, two thousand nineteen. Our started. Let's go. Finally let's have, go. Finally, have two real games to talk about. They were they were awesome. They were a blast. I was thinking about this in the first game. Against the Hurricanes, which uh, yeah. I, I love it so much. In the overtime, there was one particular sequence where I think it was Joel Armia and Kotkaniemi, and I think Jeff Petrie had like over a minute of sustained pressure, and I got chills. And yeah, I thought, no man, it's yeah. What were you thinking? And I, and I thought I haven't ha- had this much fun watching the Canadians since. And I thought for a second, and I thought since their last game when Ryan Paling scored a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know, man, this, this this team is all just so, like, youth and speed, speed, speed that, like, you know, it's like the what they call the new age of hockey, I guess. But, like, I, I really like the up-tempo, you know? It's, uh, if it's youth and speed, uh, someone forgot to tell Shea Weber. But. Yeah, but even then, like, he's been really, like, uh, his slap shots, you know, his patented slap shots have, have led to, like, a couple of solid goals off the rebound. Have you seen those? Uh, wait, like, which ones? Um... I remember, if you wanted to talk about that overtime power play from last night, then uh, we can talk about that first. All right, sure, why not? I don't know if you remember, they had a they had a power play in overtime. It was painfully yeah. predictable. It, it was like, I think it was like Weber, Petrie, Domi, and Druan were on. Domi was in front of them. It was basically like Druan to Petrie to Druan to Weber, shot, miss. Petrie to Druan to... Petrie to Weber, shot, miss. It happened like three times. They were, they were just feeding Weber. It was, it was really painful, actually. Yeah, well, that's the thing with, with Weber, right? They, when they when they over-depend on him on the power play, it, it becomes, like, terrible to watch. But when he when you really crash the net, and I think that's what we saw against Carolina, I think it was, 
a couple of times where, uh, you know, they, I th- actually, I think it was against Toronto where Gallagher, his goal, was off the rebound. Um, oh, uh, uh, then, no, no. oh, Deno, I think you're talking about. The, okay, the, yeah. The leading goal? Right, the right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so basically what I'm saying here is that, you know, Shea Weber, although he's been getting old, um, it's just slap shots have been uh, key in the first two games, I think. Even though yeah. in the power play, it's been kind of looking sketchy. One thing that's like, you know, these first two games have been wildly entertaining is a little bit concerning. What? Is against Carolina, their three goals were all within like the span of about 10 minutes. Right. And against Toronto, four of their goals were like probably also like, I don't, I don't know, about yeah, 10 exactly. minutes. Yeah, exactly. They, they had a whole bunch of, they, they can really hit you with like three goals at once. So, so but, if the plan but, is like being average for 50 minutes of the game, and then cranking out three or four goals in, in a short span, I don't know how much uh, how much confidence that inspires in the in the long run. Yeah, that's true, but still, it, it's it's not not right now. What I'm looking at with the first two games, it's not really the like. It's nice to see the scores and the points and whatnot. What I'm li- really looking at is like the style of play, right? And right. the way they've been fast and, and energetic going to every game, right? With the especially with the quick starts we saw. Uh, especially against Toronto with that quick goal, and even against Carolina. Um, that's what I'm encouraged by. And I still stand by my prediction last week when I say that this is a playoff team because I wholeheartedly believe from what I've seen the first uh, couple of games, this team definitely, is making the playoffs. Definitely fun to see lots of offense. Yeah, that's for sure. What I'm really uh, happy about is how well Jonathan Drouin has been playing. I know, after all those trade rumors, he's looking sick. I mean, yeah, I want to talk about that also. Okay, yeah, go for it. Well the, well, the famous story, you know, of course, right. you're the one who broke that trade to me uh, over two years ago as I was uh, sitting on the toilet. Taking and I a got, crap. I got a text from you, yep, and I said, uh, Drew and for Sergachev, it happened, and I, I freaked out, and uh, I, I, my expectations were way too high <laughs> after that. But I think that's true for most people, and I think now that, like, I don't know, maybe a lot of the pressure's off of them, and it's starting to make a difference? Well, I don't know. But I mean, we've only seen him for two day, two games this year, right? And last year it was very underwhelming. Uh, considering yeah, the end so of the season. I, I know, but, like, I, I don't know if you can say, make such a grand statement about Jorin. Obviously, he looks, he looks better the last two games. But it's only two games to start the season. So, uh... Well, uh was overreacting to the first two true. games. That's true, that's true. Uh, but if we're, if we're overreacting, uh, what concerns me a bit is actually... I know the, especially the two that made it, Red Flurry and Suzuki, they've been uh, unnoticeable, and when they have, it's been for negative reasons. I noticed a couple of the Leafs goals last night were direct results of turnovers or just missed coverages by the two. Yeah, well, I think uh, that's that was, that was that there was that one play in the first game against Carolina. I thought Kale was Kale was awesome. Yeah, Flurry. I I had been saying before. I think maybe they would would been smart to have him uh, play, play Ben Laval and have Mike Riley play on the bottom pair. But in that first game, I, uh, I wasn't thinking that anymore. And Suzuki's been generating a couple scoring chances. Hasn't been yeah, too bad. But you saw that, you saw that, that I think it was uh, Trevor Moore who scored in, on that play. He's just alone yeah, behind the net, play. and then he, he just coughs it up and it ends up bang, bang in the back of their net. Yeah. Um, was that the so Trevor I, Moore goal or the Kerfoot goal? It was a curveful goal, right? Yeah, curveful was parked out in front. Yeah, okay. Lots of goals. Uh, Ten goals lots, to keep track of. Yeah, 
Eh, hard to remember them all. Yeah, Lynch, they kept the, the same lineup for the first two games. Mm-hmm. Same players, same lines, everything. The extras right now on the roster are Nick Cousins, Mike Riley, and Christian Follin. And I was okay. trying to think if maybe if there would be a chance for them to get into the lineup. And really, I don't see it happening unless there's an injury. I don't know if they'd like sit Thompson for Nick Cousins or maybe they'd have uh, like Flurry sit a game and have Mike Riley come in. I don't know. I thought Thompson, you raised an interesting name. I, you, we've given him some some heat before for looking really, really slow out there. But this year, uh, I noticed him, especially against Carolina, like yeah. he's been buzzing a bit, like around the puck that, and everything. Yeah, like, it's a good word. There was that bang bang play with Jordan Wheel, that uh, that third goal against Carolina. Yeah. Just, I, like he feels faster. Probably the like the best penalty killing forward on the team. Yeah. So so like. If anybody had cut him, but the way he's been performing, I, I don't I don't see him, you know, dropping to the press box anytime soon at all. So I think you're right on that hunch. I don't see either of any of those players, Bolin or Riley or or Cousins. I don't see any of them cracking the lineup anytime soon, except maybe on a back-to-back or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's probably what would what it would be on a back-to-back. They take out Thompson or maybe uh, Jordan Wheel. I don't really know. Or maybe maybe they'd even sit Suzuki. Or uh, sometimes they'll do that with young players, have them sit in the press box for one game. Yeah. You it's just bad. mentioned Jordan Wheel. That guy, he was like, he, they picked him up over the season, right? Uh, over the off season, right? Over the summer? Oh, uh, no, that was at the at the deadline. Oh, right. Okay, at the deadline. And, uh, for Michael Chaput. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think he's been, he's been, like, I remember there was a sequence where he had, like, he was just, Donging it out there in the offensive zone, I think it was against Carolina. He had like a full minute where the, the announcer was just calling his name over and over. He was just circling, 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 and he, and he's then he, I think he has one goal this year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, no, I just, I'm, I'm not, not saying Jordan Will deserves to be healthy scratched or anything. It was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. right. Thompson but like, the, the yeah, but he's, he's just he's just looking. You know, a lot of the, just just everybody's been really looking like speedy and fresh and. Yeah, I'm just a big fan of uh, what they've been looking like so far. The next game, Montreal, is on Wednesday against the Sabres, and then they've got okay. their home opener Thursday against the Red Wings. Uh, this week is a, uh, a big chance to, uh, to maybe, you know, gain some ground in the Atlantic. They can win those two games and start with seven out of eight points. That's uh, looking pretty nice. Yeah, no kidding. They Okay, wow, so they started their first three games on the road, eh? Yeah, there's three games on the road to start the year this season. Whatever. Eh, well, I guess we can only see. Um, should we move to other news around the league? Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, goaltending around the NHL. Sure, go for it. Where do we because, want to start? Because, okay, so there are lots of teams with uh, bad goalies. <laughs> yeah, that's... Put it, put it yeah. I don't know if you watched the, the highlights from the Oilers game last night. Uh, no, uh, I didn't. What happened? The Oilers, they they won. They beat the Kings 6-5. Uh, the first two LA Kings goals were direct results of Mike Smith turnovers. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> okay, so Star player of the puck. The first one, if I remember correctly, Mike Smith came way out of his net, like like near the, the face-off dot almost. Okay. Tried to clear the puck out along the boards. He gives it right to, I think it was Kopitar. 
who feeds it over to Brown and just taps it in. Right. Then the next one, uh, he's behind his net, and an LA Kings player pressures him, steals the puck, and feeds it in front to, I think it was Trevor Lewis. It was, it was terrible. And so, the other one, the other yeah. one was the Sharks. You want to okay. talk about the Sharks? All right, sure, why not? What? You want to talk about the Sharks? <laughs> Do I want to talk about the Sharks? Yeah, 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 with, with Martin Jones and Aaron Dell. Yeah, oh my god. Um, so we saw last year they were the worst goaltending tandem in the league last year in, in terms of just, just stats, and they, they cost them a bunch of wins. Uh, even still though the Sharks the played up. They still made the third round, yeah. But their goalies looked terrible, it held them down. And you could argue that's what cost them the Stanley Cup this year uh, when Martin Jones didn't play well at all against Blues. Um, so they were healthy candidates for a bounce-back season this year uh, in terms of regression to the mean. But looking at the first two games, uh, they've been first absolutely... Three first three games, okay. They've been absolutely atrocious. They've been even um, worse than last year. Somehow, which is which is a very like high bar to cross in terms of mediocrity. Um, it's just... Yeah, the, the Sharks goaltending, it, it, there has been, it looks like there's been no improvement or even, they've gotten, looks like they've gotten even worse over the offseason somehow. From what um, I saw, and, yeah. From what I saw over the offseason, Doug Wilson didn't even look into making an upgrade at goaltending. See, I don't, I don't know if I blame him for that. Other than, like, Martin Jones, he's just, he had, he had, he had that history of, like, being Martin Jones until last year when he managed to, like, you know, he was total crap. But, like, if I was, yeah, if I was Doug Wilson, I don't know if I would have, like, gone out and gone another starter. Maybe I would have, you know, tried to get another body in camp for, like, Aaron Dell. But I don't know if I blame him so much for, for not touching his goalie situation. But, like, if this if this barely gets better over the next, like, even just a week or two, I think he has to do something. Because the rest of the team is too good to just stand and pat and hope Martin Jones manages to turn it around. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I mean... Yeah, give it a month or so, I think, and then after that, he, he starts. He needs to start picking up the phone because, uh, yeah, no, this is this is it. The Sharks here, right? Like, I mean, their window's closing, and this is probably their last big shot. I mean, they had Pavelski leave, and I mean, Thornton's. I don't know how long he can go. I mean, it seems that he comes back every year, but he's well, bound Joe to. Thornton's, Joe Thornton's not such an integral piece of the team anymore. But I, I was thinking if his. If he doesn't win a cup because Doug Wilson didn't feel like getting a new goalie, then I might never forgive Doug Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that's oof. Uh, so yeah, Martin Jones. What? A possible goalie target. I don't know that that teams want to look at is the Rangers, because they've got Lundqvist their starter, the backup Georgiev, yeah. and they've also got Igor Shesterkin playing with Hartford, who post like some crazy numbers in the KHL. Right. over the past couple of years, like 940. I don't think the Rangers are going to want to move him because Lundqvist is you know, getting up there and Shesterkin's probably the guy of the future. But if they think Shesterkin might be a backup, then maybe they look into moving Gorgiev. If the Sharks gave up a fair price or if some other team who needed a goalie did. Okay, but what, what would you think is a fair price for someone like Gorgiev? See, just, just throw something out there. See, I barely thought any of this through, but maybe, like, I don't know, a second or third round pick and a good prospect. But that wow, might be kind of... That's that's a lot. I mean, for someone like Gorgiev, who... Could I mean, back what, up what, is what, what would be his role? Yeah, exactly. Is it, it, 
would you want to really give that much for the backup? Is what we're saying. Like, do I you just, see? Yeah. Do you see anybody trading for Gorgiev as a starter? Is what I'm asking, right? Because uh, that's almost starter compensation. If you're given a second and a good prospect, well, I mean, not like, like elite prospect. Yeah, I know what you mean, but like, but still. Another hard, another uh, a layer to this with the Sharks is that Martin Jones is under contract for, for, I'm not sure exactly how many more years, but it's almost six million. I think it's like at least three or four more years. Uh, you want me to pull that up for you? I got it right here. Oh, okay. uh, so after, he's got five years left, including this one at five point oh, seven five. Man, guys. that is looking terrible. Uh, okay, so I don't know what they can do at this point. I mean, like. So, 29 years old, five more years. That's looking disastrous at this point. When did he get that contract? Before uh, last year? I think it was, it was probably right after they made the Stanley Cup Finals in 2016, or maybe a year after that. Right, yeah. No, that, that doesn't look like it's a Asian weather. Jeez. Yeah, it looked good at the time. Yeah. But, so that's really hard. I don't know, like, yeah, I don't even know what you would do. And what's the Sharks cap situation right now? Uh, oh, I just left the page. Let me go. I assume they're pretty close. I'm uh, pulling it up right now. They are. Uh, they have an estimated seven thousand eight hundred thirty-seven dollars in projected cap space, according to Cap Friendly. Okay. Wow. Which is basically nothing. Yeah, that's one call up basically. So. Not even seven thousand dollars. Oh, seven thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah not no. seven hundred thousand. Oh, jeez. Okay, so. Yeah, they got no space at all. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't really see a way out of this, honestly. Like, I mean, who's gonna take on that Martin Jones contract? Like, what, what can they shed at this point to uh, to get there? Is my yeah, question. Well, trading I mean, Martin Jones now is a bad idea. You know, the smartest thing might be to uh, to stick with Martin Jones for at least like a couple more weeks, or you can try the. Uh, what the Blues did last year and call up someone from the ECHL and hope he turns into the next Jordan Bennington. Yeah. I mean, looking at it right now, I don't think they have much alternative. I mean, they, they don't really have any terrible, terrible contracts uh, to unload to free up cap space. And, uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it, it look, I don't know what Doug Wilson can do at this point. I know he's pulled off some weird cap magic or just trade magic in general in the past, but... Uh, I don't know. It looks like he's in a bind right now. Mm. Just for fun, now I'm looking at the, the Sharks' depth goalies. They got this name I recognized from the World Juniors a couple of years ago, Joseph Koronash. I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay. See how he's doing. He's playing in the AHL this year. Oh, <laughs> look at that. In one game, he has an 844 save percentage. Yay. Last year, it was a 911. Mm. Looks like so, they have uh, organizational dearth of goalies. Yeah. So uh, it's not looking good for uh, Sharks goaltending. They're off to an 0 3 start. Yeesh. And we haven't even mentioned their power play, uh, which oh, right. has yeah, they been gave looking it. terrible. So I mean, as this team, they're, they're minus three on the power play. Which is. Last oh, check. my God. Yeah, no. And uh, I, I saw this crazy stat over the. What? They've given up three shorthanded goals. Uh, and that's more than they. I think that's more than they've scored as an entire team uh, over the first three games. Uh, by I'm right. Oh, like oh, like total goals. Yeah, total goals. So they've just oh, given okay. up. Yeah, which is uh, 
a bit concerning. I mean, that's a, that's there's, there's, right. yeah. I, is this just a? Do you think it's just a slow start? There's, there's just so much talent on this team. Uh, yeah, of course. See, there's one thing to say, oh, it's a slow start when like your best players aren't scoring, but I feel like with how terrible Martin Jones and Aaron Dell were, it's a bit different. They did. There was only uh, they gave up three goals against the Ducks last night. Which is, you know, yeah. not tragic, but I, if I remember from the highlight packs, one or two of them were pretty weak. Michael Delzato scored one of them, if that tells you anything. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, that's, that's an indictment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Who are we going to talk about? A Winnipeg's goalie situation right now? Winnipeg, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, Winnipeg. So the news just came out that uh, Laurent Brassois just earned himself a second start in a row, uh, which is bad news for Connor Hellebuck, uh, who also had a bad season last year and was a candidate for a bounce back as well. So, your yeah. thoughts? So, see, okay, so Bursois played uh, Saturday night, I think, which was last night. Oh, no, we didn't. Was this two nights ago? Uh, yeah, so two nights ago, Laurent Bursois played against the Devils. Yeah, in that crazy comeback win, right? Again. Yes. Yeah, where they were so, down three or nothing. So he gave up that insane goal to Blake Coleman. Which was incredibly weak, if you look at the replay. Uh, he's just, oh, that's just terrible goaltending. Yeah. Yeah. He gave up four goals mm-hmm. on 39 shots. And after that Coleman goal, uh, the Jets scored four and then won in the shootout. So I guess uh, Paul Maurice is going with the guy who won as opposed to the guy who lost and gave up six goals to the Rangers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was five, actually. Oh, yeah, there was uh, an empty net. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, uh-huh. that, that's... So, yeah, that was an ugly loss, too. I look at it right now, he's he had an 8-13 save percentage. Um, so... Oh, wait, no, that was in the preseason. So, Hallibuck has been on a stretch of mediocrity. Uh, he obviously gave up five goals in the opener, and... He gave up 12 goals in three games. Uh, in the preseason? Yeah, in the preseason alone, which I know it's it's not good to put too much stock in the preseason, but when it's a goalie when you're starting and he's starting goalie. game, exactly, when he's given up that many goals to when sure. to essentially a bunch of scrubs, uh, it, it, it's cause for worry. No, I really don't hate this decision to put Bruce Lyon. The, the more I think about it, I think it's just going to be serve as a wake-up call to the team and especially the Hellebuck. Because even though they won with that, that comeback the other day, they haven't been off to a strong start, especially with that, that terrible-looking defense without Dustin Bufflin. Yeah, it's just... The, the whole team right now is just it's so much... It's just a... Basically, it's just a cluster of, of you know, bad news. Um, yeah, bad vibes. Really bad vibes right now from Winnipeg. And uh, you, I don't, have you heard any news about Dustin Bufflin? Is he still bullying his decision? Okay, so I think we can still assume that he's still, uh, you know, thinking about whether to retire, uh, which is pretty crazy. Um, And Uh, you have no idea how long this is going to go on for. No. So, right now, Winnipeg, uh, what you think, I think Paul Maurice is an interesting candidate for uh, first coach fired this year. Just, just based on, uh, not because he's a bad coach or anything, just based on Winnipeg coming off to uh, a really slow start. Yeah, sure. yeah. Even though they're one and one, 
giving up four goals to uh, the Devils, who are also off to a pretty bad start. Yeah, did they give up seven goals? Yeah, they lost seven two to Buffalo. Oof, that's yesterday. rough. Uh, I, I'm kind of sad about that because I was really looking forward to to a fun Devils team because like the Devils have never been fun. Ever. See, but like I, I, I think this this is an overreaction. I mean, it's only two games. Uh, so yeah, that's I think so far. There's still so hope yet. Yeah, okay. So I, I wouldn't call it overreaction Sunday. Um, yeah, based <laughs> on what we've seen so far. Alright, well, uh, the name of the episode, yeah. Overreaction Sunday. Sounds good, sounds good. Spell Sunday like uh, like the ice cream Sunday. Okay. Well, why? I don't know, it just, just came to me. I think we should, like, someone should make that, so just make, like, an ice cream Sunday with, like, what are some overreaction types of toppings for ice cream? Uh, gummy bears. Gummy bears? Tons of gummy bears. Okay. Someone said someone said there aren't enough gummy bears and they put on too many as an overreaction and that's the overreaction Sunday. Okay, sounds good. Looks like we've Anyway, the Vancouver okay. Canucks are gonna be naming a captain this week. <laughs> um alrighty, so we have some candidates. Uh everyone's expecting it to be Bo Horvat. It was it was kinda of confusing though, what the Canucks did is they announced four alternate captains. Okay. Uh, Alex Edler, Chris Tanev, Brandon Sutter, and Bo Horvat. And okay. they said, and they said, we'll name a captain at our home opener. Mm-hmm. We'll play now. Now, a lot of the inklings are that they're just going to name Horvat captain and he won't be an alternate anymore. Then there were a couple people saying, oh, maybe Horvat's just an alternate because he has an alternate. Like maybe Elias Pedersen would be the choice for a captain. He seems a bit young, though. I mean, like, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, tiny neck, tiny head, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, he's so small. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But who else would it be, though, is my question. Uh, no, like Horvat's the obvious choice. Not Horvat, exactly. But that, that's a that's a bit of a weird decision there, naming him as a yeah, in their Yeah, just... Pretty weird to name the alternates first. Yeah, that's that's for sure. <laughs> they named Brandon Sutter captain. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be such a fan. Also, we uh, haven't... We haven't talked, it was all, almost a week ago at this point, but we haven't talked about that crazy waivers day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there okay, was almost, let's, let's get to that. We can talk about it a little bit, even though it's kind of out of date. But yeah, it doesn't matter. But still, it's, I think it's still relevant, as in the league still, like, I don't know what they're doing. It was probably one of the most stacked waiver days I've ever seen. Yeah, it was incredible. So many, like, starters, bona fide starters, uh, NHLers. Yeah. The one that, one sticks, that out. sticks out to me is Sven Berchi. Yeah. Wasn't I, I he on their like their first line last year at one point? He was he was released on the second line for like the whole year. I think he scored like he was on like a fifty point pace when he wasn't injured. And this is this is an, it's an all time Jim Benning move. He went on no Vancouver radio I think, and had oh. and had a quote that was like, Oh, we have plenty of players with skill, so we could afford to, to wave Sven Berchi. Because there's still this this mindset that like oh you gotta have your fourth line Tyler Motts and Jay Beagles grinding it out. Oh man, yeah, that's just it makes no sense. But but it turns out he didn't get punished for it because he's still in the organization. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it was a smart move. I know it was it was incredibly stupid. It was but still uh, smart to have him on the team. I know, but at uh, least he didn't lose for nothing, which yeah I think would have been a 
pretty big hit to a roster that's not great on depth other than those $4 million guys on the fourth line. Yeah, there was like Daniel Sprung was on waivers and no one picked him up. Even like his, his underlying numbers aren't that great, but he scored like double digits in goals last year and he's making league minimum. So right. I don't understand why like the Oilers wouldn't try to take a flyer on him. I don't know what was worse was putting Sven Berge on waivers or that nobody claimed him. Uh, honestly, I think it might be that nobody claims him because that's 30 separate teams thinking, okay, do we could we use a guy like Sven Berchi for free? And all of them saying no. Well, he's a little bit overpaid. He's making like about three and a half, I think, but still. But still, a guy of his skill and you just, I don't understand. But like, to me, the most egregious one is it's not Sven Berchi, it's Josh Hosang. I really? Mean, like, you really think that? Yeah, I really think that. Because Josh Hosang, okay, see, I have a bit of a problem with this because people okay. still have these like, oh, he was this hyped player, going to be a first-round pick in, a couple years ago. Yeah. And he's just really not not that good. He's, well, like, he's an AHL player. That? Whose fault is that? You know, it's, 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 the, uh, it's the Islanders. He needs a fresh start. So why doesn't anybody put in a claim for the guy? See, but it doesn't, he's, like, he's like 23 now. It doesn't really matter whose fault it is that he isn't any good when you're considering whether or not to claim him. I disagree because if it's new, it's it's New York that's feeding his, uh, you know, his disappointment. Maybe he can, you know, outperform what he's done so far in on a new team. And I, I don't get, yeah, what? If the team wants to take a take a flyer on Josh Hosang in a trade, then like that'll be fine. That'll be a good move. But if you pick him up on waivers, then he's going directly to your NHL roster. And if you put him on waivers again, the Islanders can claim him and send him straight to Bridgeport. Right, but like, what's what's so wrong about you know who can use Josh Hosang on their fourth line or something? You know, the Oilers. Always back to the Oilers. Always back to the Oilers. beautiful yeah. wingers. Honestly, they could have just claimed the whole waiver clause and had a better form. Yeah, Don Decision was show, was running some uh, some fancy math thing about yeah. how the eight best wingers on waivers were better than the eight Oilers wingers. That's absurd. Hilarious. Yeah, that their is, first game. I lost Adam Larson for two months. Yeah, I heard. Oh my goodness! I mean, big blow to just, the... just everything starts piling on, eh? And you were talking about Mike Smith earlier. Uh, yeah, what a what a disaster. Has Mikko Koskinen started anything yet? Well, Smith started the first two games, but uh, Dave Tippett said Koskinen. Dave Tippett said uh, Mikko Koskinen was going to play at some point on the road trip. Okay, well, we have to see the $4.5 million man in action. If we're, if we're talking about disastrous goalie situation, I don't think we're talking about... Uh, I know we talked a bit about Mike Smith, but is he really the starter out there? I think so. I think that's oh, the plan. Oh, my... Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just signed him last, Koskinen last year to four and a half for, like, five years. And yeah, but that was a backup. terrible decision to begin with. I know. But just, just the thought of that happening is just... Mike Smith's their starter. Mike Smith's the starter in the NHL right now. I can't believe it. Honestly, now he's probably the, like... The Sharks <laughs> might turn out to be terrible. The Pacific is pretty wide open. It is, isn't it? But, like, uh, I, 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 yeah, you're right. I was, about to, I was about to defend the Sharks a bit, but honestly, the way they've been playing so far, you're right about it being wild open. Uh, wide the Oilers open. have won their first two games. Yeah, but, but yeah, sure. But, but like that's granted that's, they were granted well, they were against they Vancouver and LA, 
So okay, okay, okay. I think I don't think we need to uh, still say incredible to that one. Yeah, uh, do not end the parade yet. Not quite, although they might be in Edmonton over there. Uh, what about Anaheim? John Gibson playing out of his mind. John Gibson, my fantasy starter. Yeah. Trying to pick fifth round steal. Did you say he's playing out of his mind? Yeah. Oh, he is. He's always this good. Okay. Hey, well, but like, but like, it's just. Yeah, I guess so, but like he's only let up two goals so far. I mean, it's, it's, games, yeah. it's a remarkable feat with that. Expected uh, to that continue team. all season long. Never once will John Gibson give up more than one goal in a game. Uh, well, I think we might he's actually have to, to wait till game six. He's got a smooth schedule ahead. He's got Detroit next, then Pittsburgh, then Columbus. So uh, Pittsburgh not so Pittsburgh. Uh, they're looking uh, like Pittsburgh. Everyone's picking them to fall off. Malkin so just they got injured. Yeah. Do you know what the timeline is on that? Uh, no, I haven't seen I it. don't. But I know he just left the game. But I don't think uh, there's been any anything that's uh, to any timeline or anything like that. You know who got two assists last night with the Penguins? Alex Galchenyuk. Alex Galchenyuk, wow. Wearing number 18, yeah. That's kind of I'll fun. Love, I'll, I'll, I'll love to see him flourish in Pittsburgh. Be good. Is he playing with Crosby? No. Or is he playing with Malkin? Or I'm none of them? I'm pretty sure he was playing. Well, he's playing with Jared McCann because he had uh, both of the goals that he assisted on were scored by McCann. Oh. I think I think the center was Malkin, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I wish him the best of luck because uh, I'm a fan. Oh, let's talk a little bit about uh, going back to uh, to where we started, I guess. Last yeah. night's uh, Habs Leafs game, right? That uh, the penalty shot, the sequence leading up to it. Oh boy, that was yeah, that was something. Very captain. What, what a bone-headed play! I have I no idea. Like I've watched the replay at least three times, and just I don't understand the thought process behind that play at all. I mean, like it's not like he was he was like he needed bailing out or anything. Like he just blocked the shot, and Jeff Petrie was still at the point. So uh, what what's the yeah. point? Like just I'm pretty sure the, well, the puck was the puck was back at Petrie. Yeah. So I guess Kapanen in the split in the split second was like, oh, can't I'm not allowed to hold this stick anymore. I guess I'll you know try and help out my team by throwing the puck away and giving them a free penalty shot. Ah oh, man, I I I don't understand. I don't understand. And you think you think there's going to be anything uh, Babcock will have any retribution towards Kapanen or just going to be yelling at the next practice? I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be... Well, like, if anything, if he does get moved down to, like, the third line and, like, Trevor Moore or Ilya McKay gets moved up, I think it'll be because of the way Kapanen's actually been playing. Because, oh, yeah. from what I've heard with the scene, at least, Kapanen, like, he hasn't been fitting in great with Tavares and Martin on the top line, which is usually Zach Hyman's fault. Right. Huh. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of, uh, a lot of Leafs fans, you know, with the their overreaction, just like trade Kapanen. He was someone I, I, I wanted to get... offer sheet this this over this off season. That would have been yeah. There was, there was no chance to at all, even because yeah, he was locked I... up before the last first. But I was even, when Zach Hyman does come back, they're so close to the cap. I think trading Kapanen might actually be the smart thing to do. Do you think? How much do you think they get back? Because they they are they, they are so tight against the cap right now. They can't afford Dermot. Or Hyman to come back onto the roster without training it right away. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that uh, 
So if Kapanen gets traded for like picks or prospects or whoever, they don't count against the cap. Kapanen's making I think 3.2, and Zach Hyman's about like 2.2, I think. So that would clear up space for Hyman and Dermot to come back. I, I honestly, maybe I'm missing something because you know the salary cap is pretty complicated. Yeah. I'm sure Brandon Pritam knows stuff that we don't know. But I think like because Kapanen would like, I think Kapanen would be the logical choice of uh, who to trade away. Yeah, but that would be quite a loss for the Maple Leafs, though. Think about it. I mean, if you're just getting futures, and their window is open now, they want to win this year. I mean, a loss like Kapanen, that's pretty hefty. What's I mean, the other option? Yeah. Make a good trade. Tra- uh, you trade Cody Ceci. Trade Cody Ceci. That's, that's your other option. Four and a half million dollars right there. Yeah, I don't think Cody Ceci will be going anywhere. Yeah, he looked terrible against the Habs, right? Yeah, he wasn't bad in the first two games. Yeah, but those were against not great teams, so, I mean, I don't know how much faith you can put in that. Yeah, all right, so I guess we'll be we'll be wrapping up soon. Finally, seeing Cody, I really hope they resign him. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. So, uh, I guess we'll be wrapping up today. Uh, have anything okay. else in mind? Do you? No, I don't think so. Alright, well, uh, we've got to be uh, hovering around 40 minutes now, which we're almost at. Hopefully before okay. long we'll be uh, be able to stretch it over an hour. The, uh, the Lightning and Hurricanes are playing right now. They started at 5. Three minutes into the game, it's a 1-1 <laughs> tie. Whoa, who scored already? Uh, Brett Pesci scored for uh, Carolina, assisted by Brock McGinn. Tampa, oh, I'll let you guess. Lots of fun. Who scored for Tampa? Just guess. It isn't hard. Just guess. Tampa. Okay. Yanni Gord. No. Yanni Gord. Not Yanni Gord. Gord. Do you keep guessing Yanni Gord? Yeah. Well, I think I think our connection is poor. That's what it is. Yes, it is quite poor uh-huh. now. All right. All right. I can. Uh, I cannot hear you anymore. So. Uh, well, give me. Uh, what? Okay, give me one more guess, I said. Okay, last guess. Alright, here we go. Um, I'm feeling Alex Kalorn. Wrong, the answer is Tyler Johnson. Okay, okay, that would have been my last guess. Alright, so uh, that's it for uh, for this this episode of Fusion, second episode of the season, second episode ever. We need some outro Ooh. music also. Very important. Uh, We're going to have to find some. All right. You, you don't want to just recycle the intro music? Yeah, I guess that makes the most sense. I guess it does. All right. Sounds good. All right. So okay. we'll be back in a week with episode three on mm-hmm. October 13th. And the Canadians will have three more wins under their belt. At least we hope. <laughs>